Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, so today we're talking about creatine again. We had part one of this two-part episode series. This actually might turn into three parts. We'll see how it goes today. Uh, But in the first episode of this series, we really dug into what exactly creatine is. It can be a little bit more complicated than what some people think. And so we kind of dug into the nitty-gritty. Some of that stuff might kind of go over your head and be boring to some people, but if you're weird and you're a nerd like me, you probably found it interesting. And we also went over what type of creatine you should take. There's all sorts of different kinds nowadays. And when you should take creatine, how much you should take creatine. So today, actually I take that back. We didn't go into when you should take creatine, but that's a topic for today's discussion. We're going to talk about does creatine timing matter, the best way to take creatine, and then some potential downsides of taking creatine, like creatine causing hair loss, question mark, uh, creatine dehydrating you, creatine making you look puffy, uh, the fact that you need to drink lots of water when taking creatine. Again, all of these with question marks behind them. So to kick off today's episode, let's dig into creatine timing. Does it matter? So it's thought that taking your creatine around your exercise window helps with muscle absorption and uptake due to the increased blood flow that comes from exercise. So that's pretty simple. You know, you're exercising, you get more blood flow from exercising and that could potentially increase the absorption and uptake of creatine. And it's also thought that taking creatine with protein and carbs helps with creatine uptake and retention. So taking it pre or post workout would be best. But based on the research we have testing this, creatine timing doesn't seem to matter much, if at all. So there's one study suggesting that there may be a slight advantage to taking your creatine post-workout. But again, that's just one study. So we can't 100% confirm that. So in other words, there might be a very slight benefit to taking creatine after your workouts with protein and carbs, but this would be kind of splitting hairs. It's not like that's going to really make or break your progress or if creatine is going to work for you. But because creatine stores get saturated from just taking it consistently, just taking three to seven grams a day at any time is what matters most. And even if you miss a day here and there, it's not like your muscles instantly lose all of their creatine stores. So it's probably not worth getting too OCD about. Now, when it comes to the best way to take creatine, one of the potential complaints that you'll hear is that creatine, it's kind of like drinking chalky water. It doesn't uh, dissolve very well in water. So there are a few little hacks to get around this. So one um, way that you can prevent feeling like you're just drinking this water with literally chalk powder mixed into it is to add creatine to a hot beverage like coffee or tea or even just warm water. So you can also mix your creatine 
and store it, which the longer it sits in water, the more it will actually dissolve. But you don't want to let it sit for too long after mixing, especially if it's in an acidic beverage, like if you put it in juice or even coffee, something like that. You don't want to let that sit for too long because it can start to actually degrade creatine a bit. So as long as you drink it within about one to two hours of mixing, you don't really have much to worry about. You can mix it in a drink, like you can mix it in whatever you would like. Hot beverages tend to dissolve creatine a bit better. Now digging into some of the potential downsides of creatine. And this is this first one is probably the one that you're going to hear about most frequently that people are very, very worried about, which is understandable. And it's that creatine causes hair loss, again, with a question mark. So is it true that creatine causes hair loss? So it's believed that creatine could cause hair loss by increasing something called dihydrotestosterone or DHT for short. So DHT causes hair follicles on the scalp to shrink, which essentially speeds up the process of balding. Now, with that said, genetics play the biggest role here. Even high, you know, high, high DHT levels alone will not fuel hair loss in those who aren't already predisposed to hair loss. So there's one study from 2009 um, that reported that taking creatine increased DHT levels and people kind of freaked out over this. So how it worked is they had two groups of rugby players. So this was a crossover study. So one group took creatine for 21 days and the other group group took a placebo for, for again 21 days. And then they switched. And they found that when the groups were taking creatine, they saw an increase in DHT. So while it is true that DHT seemed to increase when the subjects took creatine, the group's starting baselines were significantly different. So this is an indicator in a study when, you know, two randomized groups of people have very different baseline the, the the study wasn't very well controlled because it's not likely that their their initial baselines would just be quite a bit off so uh, not to mention the uh, 0.28 nanomole per liter increase which is just a metric that they use to measure dht was really really small considering the normal range is 1.3 to 3.5 nanomoles per liter. So it was a very, very small difference. And on, on top of all that, this is only one study that hasn't been replicated. So it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be taken as Bible. This should be taken with a huge, gigantic grain of salt. Anytime it's just one study, we really can't look into it too much or come to any conclusions. Um, so to sum it up, creatine may or may not increase, increase DHT very, very slightly, but again, DHT does not directly cause baldness. It can only speed up the process if you're already predisposed to it. So my recommendation is if you are predisposed to baldness and it's something that you're very worried about and you don't want to 
potentially increase your chances of going bald or speed up the process, then you might want to stay away from creatine. But again, this is something that we need a little bit more research on to know exactly if creatine does potentially slightly speed up the process of balding. So until there's more research, I wouldn't be too worried about it. But if you are predisposed to balding and it's something you really want to avoid, I wouldn't blame you for just not taking creatine. Now the next potential downside is that creatine dehydrates you, again, with a question mark. So because creatine tends to pull more water into your muscles, some people believe that this can lead to dehydration. So the way that this could happen would be if your muscles were essentially stealing water from other areas of your body. But luckily, we typically see an overall increase in body weight when taking creatine. You'll notice that if you initially start taking creatine when you hadn't been, you know, after a matter of a week or two, you might see the scale jump up by a couple pounds because your body is holding on to more water, which that alone, the fact that you're weighing more and it's not just your body weight is remaining the same and your muscles are kind of stealing water from other areas of your body tells us that creatine leads to a net increase in total body water and it's not stealing your muscles are not stealing it from other places in your body if your weight was remaining the same then that could be a possibility but the fact that you are your your weight increases tells us that there's a net increase in total body water and another potential downside is that creatine makes you look puffy or another i guess claim so because creatine leads to more water retention a lot of people claim that it'll lead to making you look more bloated and puffy, or some people might even say it just makes you look big and kind of chubby. So this is often uh, combated with the argument that creatine only causes fluid storage within muscle cells. So if anything, you know, it would make you look more jacked. You'd look more muscular because that's more water in your muscle cells. So the only issue with this argument or counter argument is that it doesn't really matter if creatine stores more water within the muscle cell or outside of the muscle cell. This is because there's both intracellular and extracellular fluid within a muscle. And it's actually the extracellular fluid that's pumping through your veins and giving you a vascular appearance. So when it comes down to it, yes, creatine causes more water retention, but this is most likely going to have a neutral to slightly positive effect on your appearance in the short term. And, you know, the performance benefits from taking creatine should have a positive effect on your appearance in the long run. Another claim that you'll hear is that you need to drink lots of water when taking creatine. So you've probably heard this, you know, if you take creatine, make sure you drink plenty of water. But why? So of course, you know, you want to stay hydrated regardless of if you're taking creatine or not, but why would it be extra important when you're taking creatine? 
So creatine actually leads to more water retention, like we just talked about. There's a net, typically a net increase in total body water when you start taking creatine. And some studies have shown slight decreases in urine output when you're taking creatine. So you essentially pee a little bit less when you take creatine. So basically, if you take creatine, your body might actually be more efficient with water and you'll pee less. So this is most likely a way for your body to facilitate hydration, even if fluid intake isn't high enough because creatine likes to store water. So there's also been studies that suggest that creatine doesn't lead to water being trapped in your muscles. Uh, it can actually help regulate your body temperature when blood plasma starts to decrease from sweat loss. So that can help with hydration. So of course, like I said, it's important to stay hydrated, but it doesn't seem to be extra important when you're taking creatine. If anything, creatine improves your hydration, making it slightly less important. But like I said, stay hydrated regardless of taking creatine. Now, another potential downside of taking creatine is that taking creatine and caffeine can offset the benefits of each other. Again, a little question mark there. Uh, but if you look at the research, it's hard. It's actually hard to say that they don't combat each other because there's basically been five studies that have directly looked into taking caffeine and creatine together. And all five of them found that the combination of caffeine and creatine didn't work. So we can't come to the conclusion that taking creatine and caffeine together never works. We definitely need some more research on it, but it is hard to ignore five out of five studies saying that it doesn't work and they kind of combat each other. So there aren't a ton of explanations as to why creatine and caffeine would combat each other, but maybe the most likely reason or most likely reason would be due to stomach discomfort, which could lead to decreased performance. So high doses of caffeine can create stomach discomfort and same goes for creatine, especially at higher doses when somebody's doing a loading phase, for example. So that said, if you take a pre-workout with creatine plus a lot of caffeine, a lot of pre-workouts are really loaded with caffeine, like 300, 400 milligrams. Um, I don't know if I've ever taken one of that much, but I've taken one with 350 or 370. That's just a lot of caffeine. So if you're taking a pre-workout that has creatine and a big dose of caffeine, it would probably be wise to split up the two and take your caffeine you know, before training and creatine at least a few hours before or after training. So just to kind of split those up, you could also reduce your caffeine intake and keep creatine to just a simple three to five grams a day. Again, I recommend three to seven grams a day, but you want to air, you might want to air towards the lighter end if you notice stomach discomfort, because that could be decreasing your performance or the performance benefits from taking creatine and kind of offsetting um, the caffeine and creatine benefits together. Um, and if none of that works, you might just want to have to drop one or the other. So if you really like your caffeine, you might want to drop creatine. If you really just love your creatine and you notice big benefits from it, you might want to drop your caffeine. I, I got to say, I would hate being in that position where I had to pick between the two because those are two of my 
go-to supplements. Now, coming back to creatine and stomach issues, that is one of the most, if not the most common side effect, negative side effect of taking creatine is that it tends to give people stomach discomfort. But luckily, there are a few ways that you can combat this. So first, if you're doing a loading phase, where a loading phase of creatine, we talked about this in the the first part of this creatine series, is when you're taking a high dose, usually right around 20 grams of creatine per day for the first five to seven days to essentially saturate your creatine stores in your muscles a bit quicker. Um, So if you're doing that, that would be the first thing is just to drop that to a regular dose of three to seven grams a day. Second would be dissolving your creatine better by consuming it again in a warm beverage, either warm water, coffee, tea, anything like that, which can help just dissolve it better and decrease stomach issues. And third would be to take your creatine with food. Don't take it on an empty stomach. Fourth, avoid taking your creatine with higher date doses of caffeine, like you might find in the pre-workout, like we just talked about. And lastly, split your servings of creatine into smaller doses. So something like two separate, you know, two and a half or so gram servings of creatine per day could be better than just taking one bigger serving of right around five grams per day. Now, the last claim that we're going to cover in today's episode is creatine and kidney damage. That's one of the most common worries that people have alongside the whole hair loss situation is that if they start taking creatine, they're going to cause kidney or some people say liver damage. So is that true? Now, this belief is based on the fact that high creatinine levels are a sign of impaired kidney function. So creatinine is a byproduct of creatine. So anyone taking creatine is going to have higher levels of creatinine. But because of this, the fact that high creatinine levels are kind of a sign of impaired kidney function, creatinine levels are tested in people as a way to know if kidney impairment is a possibility that needs to be looked into. So Again, just to clarify, creatinine doesn't cause kidney impairment, but rather is an indicator that kidney impairment is a possibility. And because, like I said, creatinine is a byproduct of taking creatine or of creatine, anyone taking creatine is likely going to have higher levels of creatinine, which can look kind of scary on paper. But when you dig into it more, again, it has nothing to do with causing has nothing to do with kidney function in itself it's only because they're consuming and breaking down extra creatine that leads to higher levels of creatinine which again creatinine does not cause it doesn't cause any issues with your kidneys it just can be a sign in people that are not taking creatine that kidney impairment could be something that needs to be looked into. So of course, I'm not a doctor, you know, if you have pre existing kidney or liver issues, talk to your doctor before taking creatine or any supplements for that matter. So that is everything for this episode. I think we we took a big old deep dive into creatine. And again, some of this stuff is a little bit complicated. But if you're a nerd, and you like digging into the nitty gritty with stuff. I think you will have enjoyed this episode and I really hope you did and be sure to 
tune in next week and we'll probably talk about some more somewhat nerdy but enjoyable things that have to do with fitness. Thank you again for tuning in and listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, and tag me at Howell underscore fit, and leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions about coaching or need advice on anything training or nutrition related, shoot me an email at the email linked in the description, and I will talk to you guys soon.